Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready for winter driving at Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers with super deals on tires, including up to $200 on new Goodyear tires, plus oil changes, brakes, batteries, and more. For value and savings, click on GoToDobbs.com today. Ferrario and Tanner Hendrickson. I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. We'll get some questions and answers coming up here in about 10 minutes or so. But right now, we are going out to the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line to be joined by our friend, the Cardinals broadcaster for Valley Sports Midwest, and the man that is the owner of ScoopsWithDannyMac.com. You can find him on Twitter at TV. He is Danny Mac. Dan, how you doing today, man? I'm doing great. I was just looking at uh, something on Twitter. It said, T-Bone is the man. And then I realized it wasn't Tanner. It was something with a uh, with deer hunting. Oh well, darn. We can pretend it was me though. <laughs> he, Dan, I think it was more about Tanner than it was deer hunting. Dan, he's you a, are the man, T Bone. Dan, he started Thanks, a couple of burner accounts on Twitter, so that's probably just him putting those out. He's riding high right now, Dan. He's booked some big guests, including you, of course, for well, today. That's true. Uh, but also, he's got a tough get. David Eckstein tomorrow. Uh, we've got it. Sounds like Matt Adams on Thursday for opening day. Looking forward to that. So it, Tanner's come through in a big, big way this week. So he is the that's man. True. Absolutely. It's going to be an opening day maybe like we haven't seen in many, many years, and uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be great when you consider the Pujols factor, um, all the the Hall of Famers for the most part coming back. Uh, But the other thing I think that we forget is that in St. Louis, it is such a a local holiday, and uh, a lot of people haven't been able to gather family and friends for the last couple of years. And one of the, the things that I hear, a prevailing thought that I hear, is that, oh, I see my friend uh, or my one family member one time a year, not even during the holidays. I see him at opening day. So that'll be really cool to get people back together. Well, that's the excitement, Dan, just to get back in the ballpark. But uh, I'm sure the excitement has continued to build, especially your time down in spring training, watching this team so far, and even with the addition of Albert Pujols. Absolutely. And the Pools thing is legit. I mean, he's in great shape and he's hitting down there. He's looked very good. He told Ali Marmol, who told me uh, a couple of days ago, it, it took him like two days. He said, he goes, I'm seeing the ball great. I feel locked in and I'm ready to go. And the main thing for me is that he's in shape. He, he looks really good. And, uh, you know, primarily I think they would use him against lefties opening day being a special day. You can understand why he's in that lineup, but I like this team, and the division probably isn't very good. And so, you know, you see how this first month plays out with the pitching, and some roles are defined more than likely, but uh, it's a good team. It's a solid team, no, no question about it. 
Dan, I wanted to ask you about a guy that's had a tremendous spring so far, and that is Paul Goldschmidt. Um, We don't typically talk a whole lot about him because you kind of know what you're going to expect out of Goldie going into the season, but he's batting above 500, I think, so far this spring, and he's had a lot of power. He changed his bat this offseason to give himself a little bit more power to maximize those exit velocity numbers. What have you seen from him specifically? And is this the way, is this the year maybe that he's actually going to start the season out hot instead of starting cold and then working his way into it? Well, I think that's the key. I mean, he's got to have a good start to his season to be the full complement of being the guy that we all talk about as an MVP candidate. And there's no question that going into this season, he'll be an MVP candidate. Arnado will be an MVP candidate. These guys will put up big numbers. But the thing about Goldie has been the slow starts. That has been historically the way that he has gone about his seasons is that when the weather warms up, he just seems to get hot. And then by the end of the year, you've got your 25 to 30 homers close to 100 runs batted in. And, uh, and he does his damage and plays the normal gold glove defense from day one. What I'm specifically seeing from him, BK, is that, number one, no shock here, he's in unbelievable shape. I mean, he's in great condition. Talked to him down on the field uh, last week. He's just in great shape. He's making his off-season home now in the West Palm area, so he's been working out the whole time, getting himself ready to go for this season. And if, if Paul Goldschmidt is right, he's usually driving the ball to all fields, and that's something that I saw down in spring training. You're seeing him hit, and it's not just hitting the ball, but hitting it with authority everywhere, and everything he's hitting is hard. So we'll see if that carries over to Thursday and and this first month of the regular season. On the flip side of that, Dan, Tommy Edmond has struggled in spring training. I know it's spring training. How much do you take away from those struggles? Well, I'll tell you this way. If it was Paul DeYoung, I think we'd all be really, you know, upset about it or curious or see how it's going to happen. Um, But Tommy's got a track record where he's been pretty good. And my point is, is that I think we all feel that when, you know, it starts for real, he'll be okay. But he has not had a good spring at the plate and looks off balance a little bit. And they got him on the backfields the other day, kind of hopping from game to game to try to get his timing back. So that's something to watch here early in the season. We're talking to Danny Mack for another couple of minutes here on 101 ESPN. Uh, Dan, a guy that I'm very curious about the usage, how they're going to utilize him early in the season is Jordan Hicks. I know late last season, I think it was, you came on the Danny Mack show and you're like, hey, watch out for Jordan Hicks as a potential starting candidate for the Cardinals. And I was like, wait, what? What do you mean Jordan Hicks as a starter? That doesn't make any sense. And now it sounds like they're at least going to explore the option of using him as an opener. What do you think about that possibility, and what do you think was the genesis of it? I think health is the the main thing that we're talking about here, and you buy some time in the first month of the season to be able to do this. Now, if you had a guy that at that number five position that was running away with it, I think they probably would have liked to have seen Verhagen do that, and we're going to see plenty of him, but his last start was not good. He had three walks, got battered around, gave up seven earned in three innings. And the fact that guys aren't stretched out, Maybe this is something that gets him through a season. And my my point with this, now the problem is, by the way, is that he's got, what, 41 innings over the last three years. So he's not built up whatsoever. And is this a, in this season, a long-term solution for him? Could be, but you have to be careful with his innings if, if you do this. But the point is, 
is that I've heard from people because he is a unique talent, and some people may agree, some may not. I'm not a doctor. I don't know if this is the right thing or not. But the the point is, and the theory behind it, is that you get him on a regular regular schedule. So he pitches every fifth day. He's, he'll throw a bullpen, and you keep him in sync with that, as opposed to being a reliever that's coming out, airing it out, max effort, every single time, which is what relievers do, and a lot of starters do as well. But maybe he backs off a little bit, and that keeps him healthy. Now, backing off for him is, what, 98 <laughs> to 100? He he looked great, guys, down in spring training. I mean, he was controlling the strike zone. His mechanics looked amazing, and uh, he looked unhittable. I mean, the the run that he has with that velocity and the fact that he's got a very good secondary pitch, a breaking ball, makes him devastating. So, um, he's a great weapon to have. I think the the main idea, though, behind this is to try to get him on some schedule that allows him to stay healthy throughout the season. Because if he does, he becomes a really good weapon for whatever role that he's in. It reminds me a little bit of the conversation that we used to have about Michael Walker, right? Where it was, okay, a lot of people wanted to put him in the bullpen because maybe it would be better in quick spurts. And the Cardinals decided, no, it's better for his health for him to be a starter and to stay in this current role. I did want to ask you, Dan, as a follow-up question on that Jordan Hicks conversation, what does that tell us about the Cardinals' current options in their starting rotation that they are exploring this? Is that a little bit concerning that they came out of spring training? It was like, okay, out of all of the young guys, the best-case scenario for us might be going with Jordan Hicks and getting two innings out of him as our fifth starter. A little bit of both. I, I think that you're trying to maximize the fact that you do have so many pitchers at the beginning of the season until May that, um, number one, you're trying to get guys innings. You know, Wayno could go out there, and I was talking about this with Brad Thompson. And if you don't download the the Redbird report, you're you're just not you're just not a Cardinal fan, okay? Amen. So we thank you. It's a new podcast that we're Where doing on one Dan. It's anywhere that you download your podcast, the Redbird Report, myself and Brad Thompson. Anyway, maybe the free one on ESPN app specifically. Ding. That's right. <laughs> yeah, that's where you can get it. And I said, you know, one of the things that you you may have is that, you know, Wayno's a different animal, right? And so Wayno might give you on opening day six or seven innings very easily, and then you're stuck with all these guys that don't pitch. So this is one way to get guys innings and to keep them. Uh, fresh and to keep them sharp. That's one way to look at it. And the other way, which is what I, I'm hearing from you, is that you know no clear-cut guy took that. It wouldn't shock me, though, by May 1st that we have a clear-cut guy and that you stay away from the opener because now you're reduced and you're going to need some of these guys to go to your bullpen. So I think it's a way to tackle uh, two different issues here with the the expansion of the rosters to 28 to cover innings and to make sure that you have guys that are sharp too. But by that time should be built up and you could have a, a, a regular, you know, if you want to call it that quote unquote regular fifth starter, which could be Woodford, uh, could be Verhagen and maybe Jordan Hicks. Who knows? Dan, final one from me away from the big league roster. Uh, I found out today Jordan Walker is going to be on the Springfield Cardinals double A roster. Ooh, I mean, baby. at 19 years old, Dan, how big of a deal is this? It's a big deal. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's a big deal. To be 19 at AA is amazing. And this is where, you know, BK and I were talking about this, where he might be and might starting might be starting the season at uh, AA. And this is my guess. And why not, guys? I mean, he, he's done everything that you possibly can at the lower levels and just continues to get better and make adjustments against better pitching. So 
it's aggressive, no, no question, a 19-year-old doing this. But um, this guy is a talent. Um, I think the bigger question for me is how they are going to use him position-wise in the minor leagues. So if you have Nolan Arenado and you're expecting him not to opt out and stay in long-term, by the time that that deal is up, Jordan Walker, without question, is in the big leagues. His bat is going to carry him there. So so where's he going to play? Um, you're not going to supplant Arenado at third, and that's the position that Walker plays. But he's a big kid. He's strong. He can run. And he's got a, a big-time arm. So I, I do uh, think that, that probably his best chance to get quicker uh, or the quickest path to the big leagues would be to find another position. So I'll be really interested to see if they move him to the outfield or maybe even a little first base um, and take a look at where he's at with those positions and try to get him, um, uh, you know, acclimated to playing defense at those spots. And then sooner than later, you know, it's going to be sooner rather than later, we're going to see him in the big leagues. Paul Goldschmidt, going to be 35 years old next year, only two years left on his deal. He ages like fine wine, though. First base would make a whole lot of sense for a young Jordan Walker. We'll get you out of here on this one, Dan. Just quickly, bold prediction on Dylan Carlson for this year. What you got for me? 20 home runs, 80 to 85 runs batted in, and I'll go with five stolen bases and very, uh, very, very solid defensively. Not a gold glover. But solid. But yeah, I think 20 home runs, 80 85 runs batted in. Finishes the year as a leadoff hitter? I don't think so. I, I think they're going to be, I think that's, it's going to be like um, a rotation of guys. I think you see Tommy Edmond there. I think you'll see Carlson there. I think at times with a lefty on the mound, you're going to see Bader move up to the lead, uh, leadoff spot. So I think we put a little bit too much into, in my opinion, lineups. For instance, oh, I was talking to a you know a guy that um, is very a, a, astute at numbers, okay, and follows baseball in a front office. And we were talking about the fact that sometimes when the pitcher was hitting, they'd bat him eighth. And I said, "What do you think about that?" And they said the numbers didn't even it wasn't a, it wasn't favorable one way or another. And that once you got through the first time of, of a lineup, it didn't make a, a, a difference. And that the ninth guy in the lineup was like a pseudo leadoff man, the way that their numbers worked over the course of 162. So I know we put a lot into lineups. It's fun to do, but I think we're going to see a rotation of guys at the top. Get your best hitters the most number of at-bats. If you do that, if you get your best guys towards the top of your lineup, you're probably going to be fine. I remember talking to Michael Gersh about this last year, Dan, and he, he basically said like, hey, Listen, I understand that it's a fun conversation to be had, but the different to make a bad lineup is almost hard to do as long as you're getting your the best guys somewhere towards the top of the lineup. Have you guys filled out all I was doing a I'm doing some work right now for opening day and I was just looking at the lineup of what I thought it could be. And I'm like, Goldie, Arenado, Albert Pujols, Tyler O'Neill, Dylan I mean yeah. This is a pretty good lineup, man. Anything, it's pretty good. Anything, Dan, to where like you consider that Yachty or Molina is going to be hitting in like the seven, seven. hole, yeah. that tells you how good of a lineup you truly have. Which is where he probably needs to be. Mm-hmm. And I think they've been, you know, especially two years ago, you had Yachty hitting in the middle of the lineup. Yeah. And it's no disrespect to Yachty. He's a very great player. I mean, he's he's tremendous. He's headed to the Hall of Fame. But at this stage in his career, he should be hitting down in the lineup if you are a very, very good team. And this is a very, very good team. And I think he's fine with doing that with the understanding that 
you've added these bats, and these bats need to be ahead of him. And so you've lengthened the lineup, and, and it's a very good one. So uh, I, I'm expecting big things, guys. As long as they stay healthy, it's, it's going to be a fun year. He's Danny Mack. You'll see him on the call for Cardinals opening day on Bally Sports Midwest. Can't wait to see him out at Bush Stadium once again. Dan, we appreciate the time as always, man. Enjoy yourself on Thursday. This is going to be a cool one. It's going to be great. Can't wait. It should be a lot of fun. Always uh, fun to visit with you guys. Thanks for having me on.